Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. My name is Tony Roig. I am your host for this podcast. I am a master teaching professional, which is the highest level of accreditation for a, a pickleball coach, as well as a master or a senior, as a senior pro pickleball player. Uh, together with my partner, CJ Johnson, we are dedicated to helping pickleball players all over the world unlock their pickleball potentials and play pickleball as they've never played before. In this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about a secret sauce. And we don't usually use a lot of hyperbole in what we do. We don't uh, like using terminology that makes it sound like it's more than what it is. But this week's podcast is, in fact, a secret sauce that if you understand this and digest it, it'll help you really um, gain focus on what you're doing and also uh, improve your pickleball because you'll be able to shed just so much noise out of the, the, the situation that you're in. And in the riff, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about a, uh, a concept that I was reminded of in the last couple of days. I've been able to play some pickleball, which I haven't been able to play a lot recently. And the, the title of the riff is that uh, winter survival is not on the line. So I want to talk about that in the riff. And I think you're going to find this week's podcast super exciting um, as we get into it. Before we jump into the podcast, a couple of uh, a couple of housekeeping notes. First of all, I would like to welcome our uh, July 2023 pickleball system class. Uh, the pickleball system class just closed for, for enrollment, so we our class is launched for July 2023. Uh, we're super excited to be able to work with these players and to help them along their pickleball journey. Uh, you know, if it's something that's of interest to you, we will have a class opening up again in the fall. So be on the lookout for that. If you're on our email list, you'll be notified of our next system class opening. Uh, but it's always interesting to see, you know, new, it, it, it's exciting. I mean, you see a new uh, group of players uh, come into a class and, uh, you know, they're excited to learn. And based on our track record at, with the pickleball system, I can guarantee you that the vast majority of these players will, in fact, improve significantly with their play. So welcome to the pickleball system. It's great to have you as part of our class. And I also wanted to mention that we do have some pickleball system camps coming up in uh, Dallas, Texas um, in November. So if you want to join CJ and I on court, you have a great opportunity to do this. It's November 13th and 14th and the 16th and 17th of November. Two-day camps, 12 hours of camp time. Uh, it's going to be at the Oasis facility in Dallas, Texas. be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely join us. We don't have a lot of camps uh, during the year because of the other commitments, that, time commitments that we have. Uh, we do enjoy the camps. They're a lot of fun. You get a ton out of these camps. Uh, and uh, if you get the opportunity to join us, definitely check that out. I'll put a link down in the show notes. You can click on the link. It'll take you to the page and you can sign up for one of the camps. Highly recommend you do it soon because these camps always fill up and they always fill up pretty quick. So get in there as soon as you can and join us for one of our camps. You will not be disappointed. All right, let's jump into the main portion of our podcast today. And the word of the week, which is behind me, if you're watching it on the video, is less. And the reason the word up there is less, it's because the secret sauce that we're going to be talking about today for pickleball and for your just being calm and focused and knowing what to work on is that pickleball is a sport where less is more. And it's counterintuitive. It can feel... Um, I feel like, wait a minute, that, that's not right. I, I need to learn all these things. I need to, I need to get, get things going on. 
And I'll tell you that, you know, we've done a, a prior podcast on the idea of the Rolodex. And you remember the old Rolodex where you'd have cards for everybody's names and phone numbers. And pickleball players have, some pickleball players have this approach where they basically use a Rolodex approach. They want to say, okay, if I hit the ball here and the player's over here, and then what do I do? And if this is, then what do I do? Very difficult way, in our opinion, of, of growing as a pickleball player. You'd have to have a photographic memory and be able to remember every, you know, every situation and then diagnose the situation in real time immediately and figure out this, you know, pull the Rolodex card and hit that shot. We approach it from a more, a more, um, a more holistic approach, a more step back approach with framework where you start with framework, you understand framework, then you have the objectives then you have the strategy then you have the shots. That's how we do all, everything that we teach is based on that frame, that structure of framework, objective, strategy, and shots. And if you think about that, well, that's a simplified approach, right? That's a more simple way of, of following the process and it's less is more. It's part of that. And, you know, you can take this concept of less is more and look at all sorts of different areas of the game. And I'm confident you're going to come up with the conclusion that in all of those situations, less is in fact more when you're playing pickleball. And I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm analyzing, I'll give you a couple of situations. I, I'm analyzing a 4.5 match uh, where uh, I know the, the folks in the match. And so it's, uh, it's a young gentleman, a young man, and uh, um, I think it's either a family member or a friend, and they're playing two other players, 4-5, 19-plus tournament. And good match. I mean, they're, they understand the soft game, and so that's really good to see how they, they're managing the rally in a really constructive way, doing a really good job you know, with their mind of intentionally picking shots and doing things that, that make sense on a pickleball court. But mechanically there are, there's a lot of moving parts. Okay. And it's not a criticism of these, these young men. It's a very common thing that we see in pickleball. Players think that they need to move the paddle around a lot in order to get the job done. Uh, I also see it when I watch open play uh, this morning and yesterday. I played a, a f- uh, played some games with some friends, and um, and watching. You know, the, I'm always have the, the coach's eye on when I'm walking around, and so I I see the players out there hitting balls, and there's just a lot of paddle movement. You know, be, before hitting the ball, during contact, and after hitting the ball, just the paddles are flying around all over the place, and that kind of movement tends to result in more errors mechanically than if you had a more simplified motion. You know, when you watch pro players, the best pro players, their motions are very compact. You know, you think of a player, you know, like a J.W. Johnson, who can just hold his paddle out there with the backhand and, and just from there, he just moves it forward. A.J. Kohler, the same way. Uh, you know, when you think of the female players, you think of like an Edda Wright or you think of the Kawamoto players and players like that. Very compact strokes um, and very effective strokes. Because they, what they've figured out is they figured out, you know, I don't need all that excess motion with my paddle, which is causing me to lose control of my shot, have a greater chance of error and things like that. You can also think about it in terms of the number of shots that you need, not just the mechanics in a particular shot, but how many shots do you actually need to play? And the surprising answer is it's very few shots. You actually need to play an amazing pickleball game. Um, you can really boil it down to three shots if you want to. It's a dink, a block volley, and a punch volley. With those three shots, you can build a beautiful pickleball game. Um, if you joined us for the soft game workshop, you saw some game study that we did 
and you one of the players in that match is a 4.5 bronze medal match at nationals. Amazingly good player, very focused, very disciplined in her craft. Um, but those are the three shots that she uses in her entire repertoire are built around those three shots. And again, she's she holds a bronze medal a bronze medal at 4.5 at nationals at USA Pickleball Nationals. That's that's a commendable journey uh, based on three shots. Most players who I talk to and, and interact with online and comments and things like that, they'll say, I need this, I need that shot, I need this shot. And you really don't, you know, you really don't. And when you start adding all those additional shots and variations of shots, I need to be able to hit tossfin, I need to be able to hit underspin, I need to be, it, it just adds so much complexity to the game that you end up not really doing any of them particularly well. Um, and so your game suffers. You're better off utilizing this less is more approach and build your game around that. Now, listen, once that's, you know, spick and span, once that's solid, then move away from it and go into other, other, sh- and not move away from it, but add, add to it. Other shots, add to it. Other things. It's great. You know, gr- keep growing, but adding additional shots before you've mastered the, the fundamental shots just isn't going to be a particularly uh, good way to, to proceed, not in a way you're going to be happy about. And it re- reminds us, there's a quote that we use in our, in our camps, the camps I mentioned earlier, actually, uh, which is a Bruce Lee quote. And he said, I fear not the fighter who has practiced 10,000 kicks one time. I fear the fighter who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So don't practice, you know, 82 different shots, a little bit here, a little bit there, and not be very good at any of them. Practice the three shots I just mentioned, if you want to use those, and become very good at those three shots. And you'll be amazed at how well you can play pickleball. Another way to think about less is more is like with strategy. You know, we want to have, you know, 72 different uh, solutions to the problem when really when you break down a solid pickleball uh, rally, it's a couple of fundamentals being repeated again and again and again that usually prevails in, in, a, in a rally and in a match. And I want to give you one specific takeaway that you can take away with you um, today about um about adding, applying a less is more approach and do this the next time you play. And it's, again, it's counterintuitive, but oftentimes, particularly in rec games, the best shot that you hit, the absolutely best shot that you hit that day is the shot you do not hit at all. What I mean by that is it's the ball that you let go, the ball that you let pass you by without making contact with it. And what can be less than not hitting the ball. I mean, you still have to make, you still have to make a mental decision. You still have to move out of the way. So there's things you have to do, but in terms of having to knowing how to roll the ball or do whatever with the ball, you just have to know how to get your body out of the way of a shot coming your way and let the ball land where it lands. You know, most of the time it is going to land out. You notice I don't say let out balls go because that's that's doesn't it's not productive because if I tell you let out balls go, that's an obvious statement. But how do you know they're out? You don't know they're out until they land, and some will be in. So I'm okay with that. But you letting learning how to let those balls go is one of the, the greatest superpowers that you can develop as a pickleball player. And again, if you think about it, it's what? Less is more. Again and again and again. So think about that uh as you as you play this next week and uh 
send us a comment. Let us know or, you know, write us an email or something at therapy at uh, debtorpickable.com and let us know. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Um, whatever. Give us some feedback on it. It'd be good to know. All right. We're going to jump into the, uh, there's a the one tip. I put it up on the board now over here on the video side of things. So you can see that one there, one tip for you to use. And then we're going to jump into the, the riff. But before we do, I wanted to mention that we are um, now partnered with Total Pickleball. If you don't know who they are, Total Pickleball is, they're fairly new to our sport. Uh, they've been around a little bit, but they're fairly new to pickleball, but they're not new to sports and customer service. They are part of a company that owns Tennis Warehouse. If you come from tennis, you're familiar. There's no way you don't know Tennis Warehouse. You've ordered from them probably. I know I did when I played tennis. Um, and Total Pickleball brings that same level of, of customer service, of product availability. Everything they do um, is at the level of Tennis Warehouse. So I highly recommend you check them out. They actually also do a lot uh, in terms in the back end. They do a lot of research and things like that. Um, so if you're going to spend your money on a company uh, to, to buy something from, uh, you know, they're going to charge you the same prices as anybody else does. And they're going to treat you with as good customer service. I'm not going to say if not better, because I know the other, some of the other companies out there are very good as well in terms of customer service. But uh, Total Pickleball and their, their corollary Tennis Warehouse University does a lot of research. And so you're helping them bring that information to Pickleball. Uh, they just did a, uh, uh, I won't say just it because I don't know when they did it, but fairly recently they did a paddle, uh, some paddle analysis numbers that are available on Tennis Warehouse University. We're going to be uh, using that information over the next few weeks to hopefully provide some additional valuable information you can use on your paddle selection. But my point is they're doing the back end work on that. So if you can support Total Pickleball, do that. And if you use a link that I'll put in the show notes, not only do you help Total Pickleball, you also help your favorite podcast continue to bring you content just like this. So check that out and get your gear at Total Pickleball. You won't be disappointed. All right, let's get into the riff. So the riff is there is no winter starvation happening here. And I, I, this is a contextual thing. This is a thing about maintaining perspective and keeping things in context when we're playing pickleball. And I want to speak to you about me from the heart, as they say. Um, you know, played the last couple of days. Um, I played one game in particular that comes to mind that I was not happy with the way that I performed that game. And I was not happy with the way I performed that game because, well, I didn't play particularly well that game, but it wasn't that it was, I had, um, I wasn't focused. I was checked out as I say, you know, I was kind of like not really moving, not really doing anything particular, just kind of, you know, swinging my paddle around. And, um, uh, so obviously I did not play well, I didn't perform well, but the bigger issue for me was was not being engaged in that match. And so I left the courts and I was thinking about it, as I'm sure some of you may do from time to time when you finish a session. And it bothered me. Like it, it, it was kind of gnawing at me that, uh, um, that I hadn't, you know, we had lost that game. I hadn't played well. I just hadn't performed. And I think it's okay for me to feel um, a little disappointed with myself, maybe a little upset at myself for that. But at the same time, it's not okay for me to feel too, too upset about it. I'm trying to, I, there's a balance to be had. And the balance, what, what helped me was thinking about this idea about the winter starvation. Because winter starvation, uh, which is that, you, you know, our brains are programmed. And I, we've talked about this in prior podcasts, but I wanted to apply it to this specifically in this riff is that 
we are programmed as a, a being who wants to survive. That's the number one priority of our how we're designed. We need to live and survive. And, you know, if we are here today, it's because our uh, four runners survived. And one of the things that's critical for survival is if there's, you know, one acorn and I don't get it, then maybe I don't survive the winter. You know, if I lose the contest with another, um, could be a human, it could be a, an animal, another type of animal, um, it grabs the acorn before I can grab it, then maybe I don't make it through the winter. It's that important, right? I mean, that's pretty serious. You know, I can't survive a season. And we don't really have that anymore. I mean, I'm not saying nobody has it. I know that there's folks out there that are, who are less fortunate and, and, you know, or, or, or maybe have more struggles and I respect that. And I, that's part of life. And I wish things were easier for sure. But, but for most of us, we are not going to starve this winter because we lost a pickleball game or because we just didn't have a, you know, we weren't focused during a game or whatever, whatever the reason for the loss is, um, we are, no one, no one listening to this podcast is going to suffer consequences adverse as starving during the winter time. And so there's a balance that we need to strike between, you know, caring. I care about pickleball. You know, I care about my results. I care about how I perform. I care about my focus. I care about uh, how I carry myself. Um, and it's important for me to do the best that I can. But sometimes the best that I can is 100% of 10%, as I say. And so, you know, keep that perspective. You know, uh, a B, you can be upset about losing a match that maybe you shouldn't have lost or losing focus or simply not performing as you believe that you're able to perform. But the caution is don't let it go so far that it ruins your day or ruins your week, or it makes you act in a way that perhaps you'll later regret acting because you are not going to starve this winter as a result of that game. All right. So hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast. It gave you some perspective on the game in general about less being more and also on yourself when you have those adverse moments, because there will be adversity. If there wasn't adversity, you would leave the sport and go do something else. Uh, as always, please rate and review the podcast if you have a moment. It really helps us reach other players just like you uh, who may be who may benefit from uh, this uh, podcast and uh, share it with your friends. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. Please uh, remember to sign up for the camps if you're interested in being on court with CJ and I. It's one of the it's the last opportunity this year to do that. Otherwise, you'll be into 2024 before you have an opportunity to be on court with us. And uh, we hope to see you there. And as I mentioned, also, if you're interested in joining us for the next system class, please keep that on the radar because it'll really help your game. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.